Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Truth 101. I'm Chris Morris here with Alejandro Castro, and I prefer the term quattro instead of four. Quattro. My apologies, sir. I, I didn't realize. Have I offended? Uh, no, but when we get to eight, I'll be really happy because uh, because eight is my favorite Spanish word. The ocho? The ocho. <laughs> nice. You know how I know that? Dodgeball. Dodgeball. <laughs> That's how I know that, too. <laughs> I'm not all scholarly or sh- <laughs> Well, neither am I. I could have faked it, but, you know, I went for dodgeball. Because mm-hmm. let's be real. Yep. Uh, anyways, in this on this show where you have an alias, let's be real. <laughs> My real alias is Alejandro Che Castro. The real one, not mm-hmm. the fake one you've been giving. Oh, my fake alias is Nancy Drew. Oh, right. <laughs> She's not using it, so it's fine. Anyways, so we're <laughs> it seems to take us a while to get into these things, but uh, anyway, so what we're going to talk about today is the uh, sort of a topical thing, the Occupy Wall Street, Occupy New York, Occupy Seattle, even uh, LA. It's spread all over the US and into Canada too, actually. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, so basically, for those of you who don't know, uh, this has become a huge movement. Uh, people were occupying Wall Street to get, try to... They, the goal is to change the system, uh, from what little I know about it. I've seen on the news and stuff. Uh, what what little coverage I've seen on the news, actually mostly on like Twitter and Facebook. They've been really... Uh, a lot of stuff dedicated to it on there. But as far as news coverage, it's been pretty lax. But uh, what does that mean to you? What does this whole Occupy movement mean to you, Mr. Castro? Mr. Quattro. Mr. Quattro. <laughs> to me, it is the accumulation of all the angst for the last, well... 100 years but the last four years where society's changing and it's actually getting worse for people so people are actually noticing the difference and it's a manifestation of that uh okay so last four years so is this something to do with the states in particular like the bush administration or because i understand like the whole global economy is pretty much screwed at this point mostly this has been happening going on for a long time in europe yeah, uh, they were like in Greece, and there's a lot of stuff going on in Greece and Iceland, Iceland, and a lot of places like that. So this now it's just sort of coming to the to the U.S. to North America, and this has been a huge thing again, going back to you know the Bush administration and stuff like that, uh, especially the end of the Bush, well, particularly as far as the financial stuff, uh, going back to the end of the Bush administration, I guess, and what they've been trying to trying to do there but so how how have you you sort of seen this as sort of like me being <laughs> of course Morris will kind of see this differently as Mr. Alejandro Castro well <laughs> I see it as sort of you know these people getting upset about the money situation and stuff like that how does um your world <laughs> sort of see this thing uh is this something that's like just a grassroots thing that just has been building up to a boil kind of thing or how do you see it it's because of the evil internet, and this is how I see it, is um, people are actually waking up to what is taking place in the world. And before we had just the news media, the television set to tune, turn to, and that was our source of information. And the that source of information is owned by just a handful of companies. So you don't get the real story, but with internet, um, people are allowed to share and people are learning more and more about the corruption 
because on the internet the more you look for something the more you'll find it so there's a huge broad base of stuff which is lent itself to people waking up to what's really happening so a big um portion of what's going on with this occupy movement in all the different cities is the end the fed and the federal reserve is not even a federal entity um if you're ever in a big U.S. city that has a Federal Reserve, you can look it up. It won't be in the government pages. It will be in the regular page, pages uh, of the phone book um, because it's the, a non-government entity. And what the Treasury, uh, the Federal Reserve does is they print money for the U.S. and they basically, let's say it's a $100 barrel or a $1 bill. It costs them a certain amount, a couple cents to print it. And then they lend that to the United States at full value. And so what happens with that is it creates artificial debt. And that's part of the debt that um, your income tax goes to, to pay off a fake debt created by a fake federal entity that um, prints monopoly money and keeps us all poor. And that's a big part of the Occupy event is the end the Fed event. There's a lot of people uh, want to see the end of the Federal Reserve, which is against the U.S. Con uh, Constitution already. They're not allowed to have a foreign uh, entity print money. So, okay. That's <laughs> a big concept. That's me trying to keep up here. Uh, <laughs> I should have brought a notepad. So, sorry, the Federal Reserve isn't is a foreign? Yeah, it's a... It's basically owned by foreign banks. Oh, I see what you mean. And it it is a bank itself, but it um, it is not federal. So people think of the people that print the money as being the government. It's not at all. It's a bunch of bankers that print this money that's essentially fake. It used to be based on the gold reserve system. That's why you have things like Fort Knox. Um, and that's where they kept gold. So your country in the past was only allowed to print as much money as it had in gold reserves and uh, a long time ago they ended that and then they print as much money as they want right and what that creates is inflation and it also creates creates artificial debt so basically there is no way first of all there's not enough money in existence to pay back all the money that's owed to the federal reserve and in order to get more money, the Federal Reserve would have to print it and they'd lend it to the U.S. with interest. Would, so would then just give it back to them again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it's ridiculous to start out with. And since it's not based on gold any longer, that means that you have this artificial inflation. So a good example of this, and I know this is going, this is getting kind of heavy already, but in 1920, an ounce of gold would buy you a suit a tie, a jacket, some shoes, and a hat. It would be one ounce of gold, which was about $20. Now, an ounce of gold is worth about, I think, $1,700 currently around there. And it will buy you a nice suit, a hat, a tie, and a coat, and some socks. <laughs> but if you took that same $20 from 1920 and put it in the bank, you would have lost that much money. So gold is the real currency. And even though it seems like gold is getting valued, um, getting more expensive, it's actually always staying the same. The money beneath it, the actual paper money is l lessening in value. So yeah. 
<laughs> wow. So okay. that's what happens when your money is not based on gold on the gold standard. Okay. So well, actually, I didn't even know anything about like the whole Federal Reserve thing. Uh, so yeah, I've, I've learned something today. Oh, cool. Uh, but I've always wondered about the whole like Wall Street thing, like because Wall Street is. I never really got into it. I always seemed it was sort of this weird kind of thing. I think in like grade ten business class, we all kind of did a thing based on the stock market and stuff like that. I was kind of like, this is kind of weird uh, how it all works and stuff. And but only lately did I actually get into actually how it exists. And even I have a very rudimentary level knowledge of it. But how it's sort of based on almost just random things. It seems <laughs> to be based on. Uh, so maybe do you know a lot about like Wall Street, how it works, the stock market, all that, and how it's like what's really what it's based on and stuff like that can you can you explain it better than i just did <laughs> no i don't know uh, a ton about wall street but the people the reason the people are can uh, camping out that's where it started in wall street it started out actually ironically enough from a canadian company called adbusters they publish a magazine which is like pretty politically charged and they just basically make fun of big corporate business but um people are protesting in Wall Street because it's seen as the financial center of the United States. So even though a lot of the people that like there's for as many different people as are there, they each have their own reasons for being there. So a lot of people are uh, trying to get the Fed, like occupy the Fed and get the Federal Reserve taken down. But a lot of people are just mad that the bankers were given trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars by the U.S. taxpayer. And then they gave themselves all bonuses and still all the housing market fell apart. Um, and people are, the the real jobless rate in the United States is 25% um, unemployed. Um, they're, they're not, number, but they're, they say it's like 9% or 10% or something like that. Yeah, that's what they claim, but they yeah. use a whole bunch of faulty accounting. They, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, the stock market, the stock market is... Um, half evil. There's commodities in the stock market, and commodity stock market is just gambling. So really, um, but commodity commodities aren't like gambling on if Apple's going to go up or down and making money off that. Making money on commodities is actually um, has a heavy impact on people in poorer countries. So um, commodity commodities are things like wheat, um, pork bellies. Um, corn, those sorts of things. So what happens is, um, just like if a whole bunch of people started believing that the Apple was going to be in short supply, the Apple, not Apple company stock was going to be, um, the stock was going to go down, a whole bunch of people would buy it. And then it would rally up. And then people make a lot of money off that. So um, when it's commodities like wheat and stuff, people bet that there's going to be a bad crop so they buy shares in the commodities and then they drive the price up and that's fine for us because we're affluent but in poorer countries it's uh devastating to them when they make a dollar a day or less and then they their wheat went up so they can't afford to eat that day so it's a little bit different but uh wall street is manipulated constantly and uh ruthlessly by these people they they pull the strings of it, so it's not even a fair playing field for the average person. 
Yes, it's it's, <laughs> it's kind of weird how it all sort of happens in the sense that, like again, just what little I know about it, it seems to be again, like I said before, this based on random sort of things and people <clears throat> make money off Wall Street and stuff like that and stocks trading and stuff like that, but. It just seems to be so precarious, especially these days. Um, it's weird how it all works out, and like uh, even like there's movies out there like Wall Street and stuff like that that don't really even make sense to me. <laughs> if I you know trying to watch it, I consider myself to be a average of average intelligence. <laughs> so, but just so it always seemed to me like it was just kind of just very um, you know scattershot inside of thing. How I, there was no real logic to it. I didn't think how it all worked and stuff. So. Well, and based on that, the people are being upset about it and everything. I can understand that people's, if there is say another stock market crash or whatever, that obviously affects more people's lives than, than uh, you know, just than you would think. Or I guess, no, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I had a point there. <laughs> but uh, but the Occupy movement, how it's sort of gone everywhere now, and how it's gone from like initially New York and Wall Street to. Um, places like Boston, Seattle, L.A. I mean, now it's spread, spread to Canada, apparently. I think it was yesterday. It started here in Kelowna. On was the 15th. It? On the 15th, yeah. And in Vancouver uh, as well. Um, it's, I think it's the 18th in Vancouver. I think so, yeah. I Maybe. heard the dates earlier, but I didn't memorize them. So it's just amazing how this has spread. But also part of it really telling to me is that, again, you mentioned the evil. Okay, but first of all, before I get into this, what did you mean by the evil internet? <laughs> I mean that um, it won't be long before the internet will be heavily controlled. Um, we won't have this anonymous um, level on the internet where you can sign into a hotmail with a fake name and stuff. Um, they just initially they made the internet a free thing where anyone could pour as much information as they want into it, and that's just to get get uh, data gathering for the intelligence communities. So if you think of the inf internet as the FBI, um, think of it like if you're a suspicious character, which you are, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and the government deemed you suspicious, they'd send a team of FBI agents, they'd break into your house, they'd put a, um, microphones in the uh, plants and they would um, follow you around they'd have someone that followed you wherever you drove now we have the internet you carry your phone with you it tells you it tells the government whoever's watching it exactly where you are it's also a listening device um, you have Facebook which I'm super guilty of I put tons of information on Facebook with the facial recognition everything else it tracks every single thing you do at all times and Google can even switch on the microphone in your computer and listen to you um, and send you ads and stuff. So the evil internet is where everyone's getting all this free information. But they're going to fake another terrorist attack sooner or later. And then they're going to uh, clamp down on the internet. And some people think that um, the group Anonymous, who's the hackers who are doing um, random acts of aggression towards bad corporations, some people think they're actually part of this whole program where people are going to buy into that um, to the anonymous and then they're going to pull off something big and so they're going to have to clamp down on the internet and then we'll have to all you know thumb scan or iris scan to get on the internet so that you can't sign in under fake names and stuff so that's what I meant about the evil internet so is it evil yet or is it getting evil 
Well, they're going to use things like, uh, you know, pornography, child pornography, and the legitimately bad things in the world that are a byproduct of a free internet. They're going to use those to shut it down as well. And I, it makes sense, and who doesn't want to stop that kind of stuff? But that will just be the excuse for for those types of, uh, for the clampdown. And then they'll fake, like I said, they will fake a big thing where the banking system will crash or something like that. Okay. And sorry, you bring up anonymous. Is that, uh, are those, are they, sorry to put this into movie terms, but are they the good guys or the bad guys at this point? To me, they're the good guys. Okay. So when Julian Assange was arrested for basically s reporting the crimes of the U.S. government, and that's why they don't like him, is because he was saying, look, they're committing genocide here, torturing people here, and it all came from their own documents. So how guilty does that make you look? Because you, they are. They're bastards, right? So um, when it started, I think from, I could be wrong, but when Julian Assange was arrested, and I'm probably even pronouncing his name wrong, but um, PayPal actually shut down his site, which he was gathering money for legal defense because... Um, the government asked them to basically so they cut off his money supply so anonymous is a group of hackers Sorry, all just to clear, that's the WikiLeaks yeah the WikiLeaks right okay just to clarify because I'm trying to make sure so the, anonymous is, was he was part of an WikiLeaks is part of anonymous that was a whole one big thing or that they were trying to do the something similar no um, WikiLeaks was just basically putting the government's own information and giving it to people like you and I to say, look at the crimes these bastards are committing. Um, Anonymous sprouted up um, from that, or at least that's when they got on my radar, to defend him. And okay, what gotcha. they do is they actually brought down Visa, they brought down Amazon, like they, they'll attack Sony. Sony. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, twice they think actually hit Sony, from what I understand. They did? Oh, yeah, twice. Okay. I didn't know it was them. And they're just trying to say, hey, like, there's some good guys out here. I could be wrong. He could be wrong. I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong about a lot of things. I trust you more than I trust myself. <laughs> Sorry, so, I keep interrupting. So. No, no, it's good I'm talking too much. But an anonymous, in my mind right now, until we see different, is a bunch of people, and they vote on what they're going to attack. And they attack, so far, it's been all bad targets. So bad for the regular person, not bad for society. Right. Yeah. Right, and and bringing it up back to the Wall Street thing, I mean, they're attacking. I mean, it, it, Wall Street seems to be a broken system. I mean, it seems to be a corrupt system. But at the same time, if if someone like Anonymous went in and crashed Wall Street, that would be bad because that would affect people with like a you know another Great Depression and stuff like that. So they have to have sort of, you know, that's the one thing I maybe people worry about with this, things like Anonymous is that the you hope that they would they have this you know the spider again going back to a comic book movie reference but with the spider-man thing of great power comes great responsibility that kind of thing you hope that they don't do stuff that's gonna you know do something that major you know but uh so I, what the reason i brought up the internet was going back to the coverage of all this stuff of all the stuff that's going on in occupy wall street and all over the country if you are on twitter like i am just recently started joining up on twitter and facebook and stuff well i was on been facebook on facebook for a while but just joined up on twitter and all the different stuff about occupy wall street and knowing people who are in seattle and boston and stuff like that all the stuff that's going on there and people getting arrested how there are you know things like uh u.s soldiers who are actually 
um, marching with the Occupy people and also they're blocking. I guess they're trying to be like a perimeter for these people and then they're the ones getting arrested. So little things like that. You learn all these amazing things that are going on via Twitter or social networking or whatever. But then you flip on CNN, which where I am in particular, I don't really have that great a cable package. So I have CNN. That's pretty much it uh, as far as U U.S. Uh, news. We used to have like M MSNBC, but we don't have that anymore. We've never gotten, at least I've never gotten Fox, thank God. Um, so the main source of U.S. news, at least, has always been CNN for me. And they might have like a little scroll at the bottom of the screen talking about Occupy Boston or Occupy Seattle, people arrested here or there, but uh, you don't see coverage of it. You don't see video of it. Um, so how does that sort of tie into things with this, the social network aspect of things? Where is it? Is that sort of a sign now of how things are going to be, how, or why they're going to shut down, you say, the internet? Yes, totally. If you watch Fox or CNN, um, even even when they do do a report, I do do. Even when they do <laughs> a report on um, the Occupy Wall Street, just pay attention. What they'll say is they're dirty hippies. They don't have jobs. They're homeless people that would be hanging around anyway. They're troublemakers. It's just a way to for your average mom and dad out there can be sitting in at home and think, oh, there's a bunch of troublemakers down at Wall Street. Um, but the reality is be taken seriously. Yeah, yeah. these people That's aren't the serious. Sort of that I've heard sort of thing is people if they do acknowledge it as sort of like, well, you should dress properly or something like that. It's sort of just you know sidestepping the whole issue and trying to uh, belittle it kind of thing. And so again, like they are a bunch of hippies. So what do they know kind of thing? Whereas we're smart and smartly dressed and we know what we're talking about. That kind of that's what I've sort of seen. That's exactly right, man. And it's brutal because just like in Greece and Iceland, if you really go and look at the pictures that the protesters take, there's moms and dads and grandpas. There's, I have a picture uh, from Greece where this guy's probably in his 70s and the cops are smashing him in the head with a baton. Like, what kind of resistance is that guy giving you? So um, it's a way to downplay it because it's getting big. It's in actually I read yesterday It's in over a thousand cities and um, that's huge, right? Mm -hmm. And um, oh just to address something you talked you're speaking about uh, Anonymous bringing down Wall Street. They actually claim they were going to on the 14th or 12th or something one of those days, but it never happened um, some people say they got through and and did a few things, but nothing major so but you're right that could have been very bad for everyone but the Great Depression was nothing compared to what's coming and that's why I'm always asking people put water in your basement put food in your basement if something happens even like something like Fukushima where it's like man-made um, you need to have food and water on hand our grandparents did it people think it's crazy now to have food and water um, it's insane to me it, you're not going to be able to go to the grocery store as soon as something bad happens there's three days worth of food in there at, at best and people are going to clean it out and you're going to be getting shot trying to get your Campbell's soup can so just every time you go shopping just buy a case of soup and, and bring it home and buy a few of those bottles of water and keep them in your basement because you're going to need them and even if you don't like some stuff buy extra toilet paper because you'll be able to trade it if things get as bad as they might You'll need that kind of stuff, and you'll be very sorry that you never got stuff like that. 
But be careful because you don't want to be like that guy who, after you know the Y two Y two K never happened, he had like you know ninety rolls of toilet paper, and they tried to take him back to Walmart, and they refused, and <laughs> then he was pissed because he was like, "Oh, what am I going to do with all this toilet paper?" <laughs> I don't want to be like that guy, but uh, but that's the, that's the biggest thing uh, to me about this whole thing is well, just the the media aspect of it, how. People like yourself have been saying for a while about all the media coverage and stuff like that. And for me, it was going back to original thing we talked about, sinister versus stupid. I just thought, you know, the, the American news coverage, people like CNN, they're just not s- smart enough, <laughs> frankly, to, to be able to cover all these things properly. And and uh, it's just, for me, it's just stuff like Fox News especially. They're a bunch of clowns and stuff like that. But when seeing stuff like this, really, you know, the Occupy movement, how it hasn't been, you know, front page news, so to speak, um, and you want to start to wonder why is that? I mean, so many people are talking about it. So many people are involved in it, and like I said, a thousand cities, all this now spreading to Canada, um, all these different things going on. And you wonder why that's not, you know, what well, the six o'clock news. I mean, not that is, you know, six o'clock news is, and it's sort of an obsolete term, but you know what I mean. I mean that how it should be the top story kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Time. Oh, it says um, in there. Yeah. So we got to we're twenty five minutes in. Um, Anything you need to go further about that, or anything? I mean, when I know we're just scratching the surface here, but anything particular that's uh, the message out there for that? Well, it's just it's a global thing, and it's not just a few people um, just wanting to start trouble. And you'll notice in the cops, especially in Canada and Seattle, have been caught over and over and over. When there is a protest, they will send in. A bunch of people to actually start breaking windows and stuff and they do that on purpose look it up um, yeah. um, and they do that because that also discredits the movement so if a thousand of us in Kelowna got together and we were mad about at City Hall and we went down there and we had a legitimate excuse and then some people started smashing windows and looting what's gonna be on the news right so they do that on purpose to discredit but you realize how much actual problem has to exist to get so many people up in arms especially now that in these days and age uh, this day and age to get a thousand or ten thousand people to show up and they, protest they gotta be pretty pissed and that yeah they have to be in two days it will be a month that people have been camped out in right. front of wall street a whole month i mean going back to our first first podcast about uh Sorry, fluoride in the water and those kind of things, that, that, all that stuff we talked about in that first podcast. And you're really going back to that. You start seeing things now in, in terms of that. And it's like, wow, people are really must be upset about this to get them off their butts and away from the TV set to go down and be part of this. So, But the biggest thing for me the last little while was I didn't know too much about this whole Occupy thing, but I saw a video from New York and they had, um, it was... Uh, on YouTube, there was about six women, I think, and they had them on a. They were on the side on the uh, on a sidewalk, and they had fenced them in because they were causing trouble, apparently. And they were just there talking. They were just, and it wasn't. No one was screaming or anything. They were talking to the cops and back and forth, and just trying to be, um, just you know, peaceful about it, and just saying what they were up to. And then all of a sudden, some dude came out of nowhere and reached behind someone else and sprayed them all with pepper spray. And these six girls are just—they went down on the on the ground, and they were free, they're screaming and freaking out and everything. And they were kept replaying it, and look back, and it's like, who's that one dude who just came out of nowhere and just pepper sprayed them? And you sort of think of it like, 
they weren't really causing much trouble. They were just standing there, you know, and it's like, that sort of was the video for me that kind of got my attention, sort of woke me up and was like, holy shit, what is this going on, right? Which is kind of silly that it took that much, but I know, but it's just, the Occupy movement to me has just been really eye-opening and it's like, wow, this is not only, again, just the fact that people are actually doing it and going through with it, but again, the coverage of it, the non-coverage of it in the, the mainstream media, so. Yeah, it's stuff like that, you know, as much as cops are a symbol of oppression and everything, there is a lot of good cops, and there's a lot of cops that have joined the movement, which has got to be hard on them. And people, like I said before, in the army and uh, soldiers and stuff that are being the ones who um, almost to um, make the police look bad in a sense in that in that sort of good way, where they're being the ones that, in the perimeter, like I was saying before, how they were the ones saying, if you're going to arrest anybody, arrest me. Because then they can say, well, you're picking on soldiers now. The soldiers who were peacefully demonstrating, now you're arresting soldiers. What does that mean to you kind of thing? So, Yeah. I saw one soldier with a sign and he said, this is not what I fought for. And that's true. Like, I, I get down on soldiers a lot because they're fighting corporate wars now. But, you know, they America, it's so weird they have this duality where... They, they wrap themselves in the flag and wear it as a diaper and they're all about freedom and stuff. And as soon as people are out trying to be free, then they start clamping down like you wouldn't believe. Yeah, free speech with, you know, with, <laughs> with consequence or with, uh, not con well, consequences, but with uh, asterisks next to them. Like, well, you can talk about this, but, you know, free speech, but only talk about this. But yeah. I remember seeing on, on Facebook a picture of, of a girl saying that, uh, she had a big, you know, sign that people could read. She didn't say this verbally, but she had a big cardboard sign that said um, she inherited. She had inherited some money. She went to school for free and all this stuff. So, and but the, basically, the, the gist of it was she was part of the one percent. Tax me. She had big letters. Tax me. I don't mind for the for the other ninety nine percent. So stuff like that. I and mean, I don't know what your opinions on guys like Warren Buffett, but uh, how they're saying. No, go ahead, tax us. I mean, we have all this money. I mean, go ahead, you know. And whereas we're, I mean, things like now where they they're voting down jobs bills and stuff like that in Congress, and it seems to me that the what on Facebook especially like the Republicans are sort of taking this as like as opposed to the Democrats. How the I know this is a whole other podcast and stuff, and everything. But that's what it seems to be is that people seem to be waking up a bit to the whole thing where it's like the Republicans are dragging things in Congress and stuff like that. So, um, but again, I'm off on a, another digression tangent. Uh, I don't know what you think they're all evil anyway, so it doesn't really matter, but yeah, they, <laughs> I know Republican, we're running out of time as well, so we, have, we should probably wrap it up. All right. I'll just say the Republicans and the liberals, the uh, Democrats, Democrats <laughs> they're all the same, right? Obama's done nothing to repeal any of the stuff Bush has done, and he's actually done a lot of worse stuff than Bush has done, and Bush was the worst piece of garbage ever, so anyway, what does that say? But um, And about the tax me thing, that's kind of something I just have to put in there, mm -hmm. like it's, it's based on a lie already, right? So these people um, are billionaires of fake monopoly money, so they should get taxed to pay back a fake debt on fake currency that was made by a fake bank essentially like it's it's all a big sham and that's i'm not on the side of the the wealthy people i should think they should do more but a lot of them do a lot of good stuff and it's secret like they 
you know, if you're if you're out there and you do, you're helping homeless people and you go on TV and tell everyone, then you're uh, just gloating. But if you do it privately, then no one knows and you're just a big rich uh, douchebag. But there's a lot of people that do a lot of good stuff. Um, not Bill Gates and their vaccination program, but just saying like it's the whole thing to me is about frustration and people are just mad and they know they've been um, abused for so long and they know things are getting worse you get felt up at the airport and they take off your grandma's diaper at the airport like crazy things it's a crazy world and people are starting to say it's enough and it goes back to that network show where it's like we're mad as hell and we're not going to take it anymore and that's what this Mm -hmm. is all about so whatever reason people are down there for it comes from a place of being frustrated and know that they are getting less and less power. So it's sort of a last stand in a way, in a lot of ways, actually. So, yeah, do your research. I mean, again, I know we're just scratching the surface here in a 30-minute podcast about all these huge, lengthy topics. But do your research and get involved with something, hopefully on the side of good, <laughs> as opposed to evil be like spider-man and not dr octopus so i'm trying to say <laughs> really it all comes down to comic books for me it does um if, and if you're interested in comic books listen to trilogy the everything comes in three podcast i'm sorry never mind uh on this very website anyway so want to wrap that up mr castro yeah i just say um i just think it's a good thing and um regardless of what happens um when the cops do bad stuff to the protesters it just shows the world what's really going on and what they really value as freedom and if you want to know the glass ceiling on freedom, ask Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Larry Flint. Those people reached um, the highest levels of uh, free speech that you're allowed to get. And what you get is shot. And uh, that's a nice way to end. It's <laughs> an uplifting note to leave things on. Okay, I'm Chris Morris for Truth 101 with... with? With the mighty Alejandro Castro, and sorry, I was pretty wordy today. Not very much of the yuck yuck. And was, he, he's trying to use dinner too. Yeah, I had some bites. I made a dragon bowl. <laughs> okay, good night. So, good night, everyone.